بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وأحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأنت تجعل الحزن سهلا إذا شئت آمين وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم قال مجتمع قوم في بيت من بيوت الله تعالى يتلون كتاب الله ويتدارسونه بينهم إلا, نزل إلا نزلت عليهم السكينة وغشيتهم الرحمة وحفتهم الملائكة وذكرهم الله في من عنده رواه أبو داود أبو هرير رضي الله تعالى عنه He narrates that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم has said There is not a group of people who gather in one of the houses of Allah Ta'ala and they recite the Qur'an, and they discuss it, they teach it, and they learn it amongst themselves, except that Allah Ta'ala descends upon them sakina, mercy and uh, peace and tranquility, and He engulfs them with His mercy, and the angels encompass this gathering, and just as these people are remembering Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will remember those individuals Allah Ta'ala will remember this group with the angels that are in his proximity. So alhamdulillah, we have an opportunity to be counted amongst these groups who remember Allah Ta'ala in his masajid, in his houses. And we have the opportunity to gain this amazing reward that Abu Hurairah is mentioning in this hadith. Now if we take a step back and we look at the purpose of why we are here, <clears throat> essentially, we are here simply so that we can gain the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, so that we can have our sins forgiven, so that we can have a sa'ada fi darain, so that we can have success both in this life and in the hereafter. Now, just last week, actually, here at Dar Salaam, we had our second trimester exams. And what tends to happen is that, you know, usually as students, we ask the teacher, is there any study guide that we could get? Is there any sort of taysir that could happen for the exams, for the tests? And we just asked the teacher, is there any, anything that we should focus on, any part of the book that we should focus on, just so that we can make life, we can make exams easier. Now similarly, all of us, we are being tested, and this life itself, our entire life that we spend on this earth, is also an exam, and Allah Ta'ala will grade us on the Day of Judgment. So now the question is, has Allah Ta'ala provided for us any, any study guide for this exam? Has Allah Ta'ala showed us any shortcut so that we could attain, attain these goals of seeking His pleasure and being forgiven for our sins and entering into Jannatul Firdaus? Allah Ta'ala says, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبَكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ Allah Ta'ala is commanding Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to say to the people that you claimed, you professed that you love Allah Ta'ala, you professed that you believe in Allah Ta'ala, which includes all of us as well. So what should that mandate? It should mandate that we follow the sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his lifestyle, his worldview. We should bring that into our own lives. فَاتَّبِعُونِي And what is the result if we do this? يُحْبِبَكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ That Allah Ta'ala in turn will love us and He will forgive us of our sins. وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ And Allah Ta'ala is the most compassionate, the most merciful. So we see that the study guide that Allah Ta'ala has provided for us, this, this shortcut to Jannah that Allah Ta'ala is telling us, is the sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
now, unfortunately, some of the sunan that we neglect, or one of the sunan that we neglect is act is reading these al-ad'iyah masnuna, the the du'as that Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam would perpetually read throughout the day, in the morning, and in the evening, as well as the surahs that he would read at night time before bed. Now, just as Sheikh Tamim was mentioning, it's, a, it's, it's very easy to say that we need to bring the sunnah into our lives. We need to, we need to start reviving such and such sunnah with, with, within ourselves, within our families, within our communities. It's very easy to say that, but very difficult to actually make happen. So what is the way that we could, to ease our bringing these sunnah into our lives? It is by listening and hearing and reading the fada'il that these sunan, that these certain a'mal that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam would practice, what, what, what reward, what virtue do they merit? So the surahs that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would recite at night time were suratul mulk, suratul sajda, and suratul waqi'ah. Inshallah, we should have enough time to be able to read these, through, these three surahs. And if anyone is able to read quickly, then they could also read the musabbihat, all those surahs that begin with the sigha of sabbaha, yusabbihu. Um, for example, surah al-hashar, surah al-jum'ah, surah al-saf, and so on. And regarding the fada'il and the virtues of these surahs, and when hearing these fada'il, we should keep in mind that when we are reading these surahs, we should, be, we should have the intention that we gain the reward that these ahadith mention. Jabir radiallahu ta'ala an, regarding surah al-mulk and surah al-sajda, he says that كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا ينام حتى يقرأ ألف لام ميم تنزيل وتبارك الذي بيده الملك رواه الترمذي. That Jabir رضي الله تعالى عنه he mentions that Nabi صلى الله عليه وسلم he would not go to sleep until he read the two surahs of ألف لام ميم تنزيل يعني سورة السجدة as well as سورة الملك. And the narrator from Jabir رضي الله تعالى عنه, he says that قال أبو الزبير منهما يفضلان كل سورة في القرآن بسبعين حسنة ومن قرأها كتب له بهما سبعون حسنة That these two surahs, Surah Al-Mulk, Surah Al-Sajda have a certain virtue and certain fadila over the other surahs in the Quran that the person who reads these surahs he will get 70 extra rewards through means of these surahs and not just that, وَرُفِعَ بِهِمَا سَبْعُونَ دَرَجَةً By reading these two surahs, he'll be elevated 70, 70 levels, 70 ranks in paradise. وَحُطَّ بِهِمَا عَنْهُ سَبْعُونَ خَطِيئًا And on top of that, he will have 70 different sins of his forgiven by, by means of these two surahs. Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala an, he also says that عَنْ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَالَ إِنَّ سُورَةً فِي الْقُرْآنِ ثَلَاثُونَ آيَةً شُفِعَتْ لِصَاحِبِهَا حَتَّى غُفِرَ لَهُ تَبَارَكَ الَّذِي بِيَدِهِ الْمُلْكِ Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala an mentions that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that there is a surah in the Qur'an that consists of 30 verses that the person who reads this surah, this surah will intercede for him on, on the day of judgment until, and it will continue to intercede for him on the day of judgment until that person is forgiven. And that surah is none other than Suratul Mulk. Imam Tinbridi, he brings a lengthier hadith from Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala an, where once what happened was that there was a companion, a sahabi of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and while in safar, he accidentally, he pitched his tent over a grave, unintentionally. And while he was in his tent and he was during the night time, he could hear someone under, in the ground, in the grave, he could hear someone reading Suratul Mulk. So he inquired, he asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam about this. And regarding Suratul Mulk, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said, 
That Suratul Mulk, it is a preventer, it is a protector, it is a savior, and it saves that individual from the adab of qabr. It saves that individual from the horrendous punishment of the grave. So, inshallah, while we have this opportunity to read Suratul Mulk, we should have these two intentions in mind that the, the Suratul Mulk is a shafi'i, it's an intercessor for the person who reads it consistently, as well as it saves a person from the horrendous punishments of the grave. Another surah that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would perpetually read at, before bed at night time. An ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala an qal sami'atu rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam yaqul man qara'a surah al-waqi'ati fi kulli laylatin lam tusibhu faqah. Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala an, he mentions that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam has said that whosoever reads surah al-waqi'ah every single night, poverty will not afflict this individual. That whosoever reads this surah every single night, poverty will not afflict this individual. Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala an, the great companion of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he goes on and he says, I have advised and I have told my family members, my daughters, to read this surah every single night before bed. So while reading these surahs, we should keep these intentions in mind. We should keep these intentions in mind so that we could, first and foremost, we can get this reward. We could, inshallah, gain this fadila of these surahs, save us from the save us from poverty, save us from the adab of qabr, allow it to be an intercessor for us on the, day of, on the day of judgment, as well as reviving this sunnah, having the intention of reviving this sunnah within our own lives. Now unfortunately, what also happens is that when we read Qur'an, we usually only have one intention. But we know from the very famous hadith, that actions are judged by their intentions. So we should have the habit of doing ta'addudunniyat. We should have the habit of making multiple intentions before we do a certain action. That way, by each, each intention, we could multiply our reward. So we have, when we read Quran, we usually have the intention of simply gaining reward and gaining virtue. But rather, there are 15 different niyat, different intentions that we could have whenever we read Quran, not just these surahs, but any, any time. And from amongst them, we'll just mention a few. Probably the most important and the greatest intention that we could be making when reading Quran is that we should be begging Allah Ta'ala by means of our recitation that He increase us in our hidayah, that He increase us in our guidance. Allah Ta'ala, He says right in the beginning of the Quran, the purpose for the revelation of the Quran, He says, Allah Ta'ala says that that is the book in which there is no doubt and it was revealed. Why? So it could be a source of guidance for those who fear Allah Ta'ala, for the God-fearing. Allah Ta'ala also says, That the Qur'an, it was revealed in the month of Ramadan for the purpose of guiding mankind. So whilst reading Qur'an, we should have this intention of Increasing in our guidance, Imam Ibn Taymiyyah, he says that whoever deeply reflects over the Qur'an, seeking guidance from it, the path of truth will become clear to him. Additionally, another intention that we could be making whilst reading Qur'an is, this Qur'an is the word, it is the revelation of the All-Merciful. And whilst reading Qur'an, we should be begging Allah Ta'ala by through our recitation for His mercy. Allah Ta'ala says that this Qur'an is revelation from the All-Merciful, the Most Compassionate. And this mercy is not simply limited to the one who is reading Qur'an, but it also encompasses the person who is listening to the Qur'an. Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِذَا قُرِئَ الْقُرْآنُ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنصِتُوا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ Allah Ta'ala says that 
When the Quran is being recited, listen to it and remain quiet. Listen to it very attentively and remain quiet. So perhaps you, you may be granted mercy. And in the hadith I recited in the beginning, that there's no group that gathers in the house of Allah Ta'ala except that. And one of the four virtues that, one, that was mentioned was, الرحمة, that the mercy of Allah Ta'ala engulfs this group. Another intention that we should be making, Shaykh Tamim also mentioned this, that when we're reading Qur'an, and especially when we're reading Qur'an in our salah, this is not just we're reading Qur'an and Allah Ta'ala is unaware of it, na'udhu billah. Of course that's not the case. When we're reading Qur'an, it's an intimate conversation, an intimate dialogue that we're having with our Lord. Allah Ta'ala is aware of the state of our heart when we are reading Qur'an. And Especially while in Salah, the great Imam Abdullah bin Mubarak, he asked his teacher, Sufyan al-Thawri, he said, what intention should an individual have when they stand up in prayer? Sufyan al-Thawri, he replied that a person should recognize and he should intend that while he is standing in prayer and he's reading his Quran, he is having an intimate conversation with his Lord. Additionally, another intention that we should be having is that we are reading the Quran for the sake of practicing upon the Quran. Allah Ta'ala says, That those of whom we have given the book and they give it its due right. What does this mean to give it its due right? How could we ever give the Quran, the book of Allah Ta'ala, its due right? Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala an, he mentions that. Haqqatilawati means that when we are reading the Quran, we should make sure that our lives are in conformance with the Qur'an, that we should not be reading the Qur'an and those things which Allah Ta'ala has made halal, we are not abiding by. Those things which Allah Ta'ala has made haram, we are transgressing His bounds. Additionally, He says that when reading the Qur'an, we should try to the best of our ability to read it with tajweed, we should make sure we recite it properly. And when we are studying the Qur'an, we should make sure that we do not have any khalal or mistakes in our recitation. Another intention that we should be having is that by Reciting the Qur'an, and this is a, the most common inten intention that we had mentioned, we are hoping for reward and virtue from Allah Ta'ala. Abdullah bin Mas'ud, he narrates a hadith from Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that مَنْ قَرَأَ حَرْفًا مِنْ كِتَابِ اللَّهِ فَلَهُ بِهِ حَسَنَةٌ وَالْحَسَنَةُ بِعَشْرِ أَمْثَالِهَا وَلَا أَقُولُ أَلِفْ لَا مِيمْ حَرْفٌ وَلَكِنْ أَلِفٌ حَرْفٌ وَلَا مُنْ حَرْفٌ وَمِيمٌ حَرْفٌ SubhanAllah. That Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is saying that Whosoever recites a letter from the book of Allah Ta'ala, he gets one, one good deed per letter. But that one letter, that one good deed is multiplied by 10. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he goes on and he says that, I do not say that Alif Lam Mim is considered one, that you, that you get one reward for, for saying Alif Lam Mim. Rather for the letter Alif is one reward times 10. For the letter Lam is one reward times 10. For the letter Mim is another reward times 10. Now that had the narration that we mentioned earlier, the call of Abu Zubair, he said that Surah Al-Mulk, Surah Al-Sajda have a virtue over the rest of the Qur'an and that the reader gets 70 times the reward by reading those two surahs. Now if we combine that with this hadith which we just mentioned, the, we see that the rewards of Allah Ta'ala are simply boundless. Another intention that we should be making is seeking that Allah Ta'ala elevates us to the Qur'an. Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِنَّهُ فِي أُمِّ الْكِتَابِ لَدَيْنَا لَعَلِيٌّ حَكِيمٌ This Qur'an itself, it's a very lofty and elevated kitab. Umar radiallahu ta'ala anna yusat the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَرْفَعُ بِهَذَا الْكِتَابِ أَقْوَامًا وَيَضَعُ بِهِ آخَرِينَ that it is through the Qur'an that some people, some groups, some nations will be elevated and they'll be honored. 
But it's also through this Quran that there'll be people, there'll be nations, there'll be groups that are disgraced on the day of judgment. We ask that Allah Ta'ala save us from being from the second group. Another hadith, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has said that يُقَالُ لِصَاحِبِ الْقُرْآنِ اِقْرَأْ وَارْتَقِي وَرَتِّلْ كَمَا كُنْتَ تُرَتِّلُ فِي الدُّنْيَا فَإِنَّ مَنْزِلَتَكَ عِنْدَ آخِرِ آيَةٍ تَقْرَأُهَا Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is commanding that we recite the Qur'an on the Day of Judgment. What will happen is that Allah Ta'ala will say to that person, recite the Qur'an and increase in your ranks, in your rank in Jannah. And just like how you used to recite in this world. For verily, your, your rank shall be at the last verse that you recite. Additionally, another intention that we should be making is that we should be seeking the shafa'ah of the Qur'an. When we are reading the Qur'an, we should be begging that Allah Ta'ala allow it to be a means of us being saved on the Day of Judgment. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, اِقْرَأُوا الْقُرْآنِ فَإِنَّهُ يَأْتِي يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ شَفِيعًا لِأَصْحَابِهِ Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa again commands that we recite the Qur'an. Why? Because on the day of judgment, it will, be, it will come as an intercessor for its companion. Additionally, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has also said that the Qur'an is either going to be the best lawyer, the best lawyer you have fighting for you or it will be the, prosecutor, the, the, worst lawyer, the worst prosecutor you could have against you. That the Qur'an is either going to be an intercessor for an individual or it's going to be a witness against one. That whosoever makes the Qur'an their leader, it will take them, it will guide them to paradise. But whosoever puts the Qur'an behind them, it will drag them into the hellfire. And lastly, and another intention that we should be making when reading the Qur'an is we should be begging Allah Ta'ala that He allow this Qur'an, that He allow reading His words to soften our hearts. If it's not the Qur'an that's going to soften our hearts, what's going to soften our hearts? That we should be begging that Allah Ta'ala allow our hearts to become more aware, more cognizant of His presence, more cognizant of that we have to abide by His law. Allah Ta'ala says, أَلَمْ يَأْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَمَا نَزَلَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ Allah Ta'ala is asking the believers, has the time not come for the believing men and women that their hearts should become soft when they hear the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, when they remember Allah Ta'ala and what He has revealed. When they read Qur'an, shouldn't their hearts be soft when they're reading, when they're reading Qur'an through the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala? So we should be begging Allah Ta'ala that He allow us to, our, our hearts to soften while we're reading Qur'an. Imam Ghazali says that once a person understands the huge gap that is between his own status and between the Almighty Allah Ta'ala this, and he understands the sifat of Allah Ta'ala he has a proper understanding of the sifat and the qualities of Allah Ta'ala as well as his own lowly qualities He'll, this will inculcate in him the ability to do all types of good and he'll make sure to abstain from all types of evil and he'll be able to Remember Allah Ta'ala and have a deeper connection with Allah Ta'ala and His Qur'an and with His deen as a whole and we ask Allah Ta'ala make us from these people and we ask Allah Ta'ala allow us to keep these intentions in mind and to accept our recitation from us So inshallah we could spend some time to read these Okay inshallah